is for me All they want what I'm doing Every day in the studio Every day in the studio Every day no fully shit In the streets with the ease on In the streets with the hoodie up Play No Damn uh-huh. <laughs> and po- show po- podcast slash show. We're, oh, missing, we're missing. We're missing a brother. Um, once again, I have to say this. So you know, Cassian Vasile will be back. Cassian. He says, "Happy 2022." Man, how did I know that? I called him. Man, we don't need any detractors in the comments. I did not trade Koss in for a brand new whip. You did? No, I didn't. Koss is my brother. You um, gonna trade him in for a brand new whip? Mm, Shit, nah. I I contemplated. Nah, Koss, nah, Koss. Nah, he do got a new whip that he ain't invited me into. Oh, oh, so you got so you got BMW money, huh? I'm calling you out. Yeah, hopefully you listening. I thought he had the Audi though. I think it's a BMW now. <laughs> Oh. Karma. <coughs> he out here dying. Corona. <laughs> Cor- Corona 12. Not 12. <laughs> um, welcome, to, <laughs> welcome to the show. And this is a show where we want to help you all elevate. Ooh, we. Today we, we got an episode. We want to help you in social issues. We want to help you build your self-worth. And what that looks like is you taking in our content and the content that you're listening to will help you be a more balanced human as we take you to a higher vibration so you can be balling and all those things I just talked to you about. To my left, maybe to your right, I have our one of our other lovely, lovely co-hosts. We got Arthur. You know what it did. You know what it did. You know what I'm saying? I'm up in that eardrum right now. What's up? Dixon Dynasty. Yeah, you know, I got the shorts on right now. The Dixon Dynasty shorts on. How did I know? Um, and then you know I got, I gotta give a shout out to one of my homeboys, man. Uh, Women Ball Two. I'm wearing his shirt right now. Uh, make sure you go check it out online. WomenBall2.com. Uh, it's a great, great place to support your local women in sports and in all things. Uh, you know, it's not only the fact that I coach hoop, but like the fact that like I think notoriety for women in general is starting to grow and I think it's just a, a great place to start just to support them in that aspect. So womenball2.com they have a great model, great message, uh great people. Um so I wanna give a shout out to them. Um, you know. And I wanna give a once again, I would love to I'm still gonna give him applause, but I wanna give my my guy applause because he you know he back. He back back. But no. I can't do that appropriately because you know what? Not enough of you have subscribed to the show, to the Instagram page. Man. You know where you can find us on Instagram? Look here.fri. Man, Don't subscribe. get confused. We do other things like social dating things, whatever. But that's where you can see some of the clips of the show. But if you really want to help support us and really help us grow and so we can be that orgasmic for your eardrums is Ooh. dollar sign hero. Bob, I've changed over 2022. I don't make mistakes like that. Dollar Shine Hero Bob to donate to my cash app, the cash app that helps the whole unit, the whole team. Um, oh, I hope you don't make mistakes in 12 days of New Year. I know the right year. But I want to give a um, shout out to you, my guy. And I would push this button and there will be some Clappertrons. Pod is back. Yes, yes, sir. So, how was it filming the ver- your very first podcast that you will also drop so people can follow? Uh, definitely, definitely go follow that. That's Maje Teresa. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, brace yourself, Oregon on Spotify, Apple Music. Um, yeah, go go check that out. It's uh, it's in the works. Church uh, announcements. So, uh, next episode is Ice Queen. If you don't know her, she's a uh. A popsicle, uh, Latino popsicle maker, Creamery. She does vegan popsicles, and they're fucking fire. I have to own up to them. She does, like, everything from Oreo to key lime pie to 
um, Sour Patch Kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like she got she got a wide variety right now. You know, it's wintertime, so they're not as blooming as they do in the summer. But go check her out, Ice Queen. Um, that's our next episode. Um, it'll probably drop in the next few weeks. Um, yeah, so make sure you stay tuned. Be ready for that as well. Uh, yeah. You said Sour Patch Kids, huh? Sour Patch Kids. You popsicles. like a I will not lie. You can look her up online, Ice Queen, on Instagram. On our student loans being canceled? Absolutely. <laughs> 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 Come on, Byron. Come on, Joe Byron. That's Come on, <laughs> on Kakarot Harris. <laughs> Come on. Uh, but no, I just want to give a big shout out uh, to you. Also, a big shout out to um, um, our whole team. But let's get straight into it. Um, how has 2022 been for you, my man? How have you been easing into it? Oh, man. So it, it started out kind of rough for me. It was weird. Like, uh, uh, the first thing that happened is uh, a homeless guy threw a, a beer, a can of beer at my car when I was driving, uh, which made me get out of my car and almost fight him. So that was pretty <laughs> interesting. I had to challenge. I had to, I had to like, I had to, like, stop myself. And I'm not really a big fighter already. So, like, it built me up to that point. Um, but then I had to like think about my own consequence, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, put myself back into place. And so then it, it, a second time happened the same day. Um, <laughs> what are you talking about? I, I went into a Seven Eleven. Yeah, that's not fun. Okay. I went into a Seven Eleven. Uh, I walk out, homeless guy standing on in front of my car, and he like dropped something on my car, and was like staring at it. And me and the guy who worked in the Seven Eleven was like, we thought he was peeing on it. And so, like, the dude from 7-Eleven was like, let me handle it. He's like, man, get away from his car, da 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 And I was like, this motherfucker peed on my car. And the dude was like, I know. It, I would have let you do it. And so it was like, it was another one of those moments where, like, I really had to, like, check myself in the process. But I was like, I see you God testing me in 2022 just to test my temp- temperature and just to read out the feelings of something that's, like, something that's, like, material, Right. Like yeah. with the car, like with the car is nothing. Right. But if I were to do something to cause myself to get into a situation to where I might not have the accolades and be in the places where I am today. So um, it was a good way for me to kind of wake up and think about myself in the process. And, and uh, so it's, it's, it's been a it's been a learning learning curve. Definitely in 2022. Mm. So. Mm. Gotta say this joke alert, joke alert, joke alert. We're not making fun of the disenfranchised, but you know, houseless people. I'm surprised and recycled joke alert. I'm surprised you even the thought of you fighting the houseless with Christ will cross your mind because I remember Kevin Hart's special of him about to fight a houseless person and he was like, bum bum. From there, I was like, I will never fight. Because if once again, this is a joke, people. If you know they, you know, does me, and I wake up the next day and there's some large bump. I'm, you know, I got a bump. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm surprised. I don't fight. No, not the houseless. It's almost kind of like, have you ever seen those videos back in the day of those guys who would bump fights? Not bump fights. No, no, no. They would go out to like um, minority areas and like they would try to fight people. And they will take off their clothes and they'll be in a G string. And they'll go, Woo. I haven't seen those. Yo, that shit is so not okay, but funny. <laughs> <laughs> so the question is, all right, let's, all right, let's do this. Right, I got a scenario for you. So dude's actually, the dude is actually peeing on your car, right? Oh, it's a rat. Okay, okay. He's actually peeing on your it's car. It's a rat. Okay, he's peeing on your car. Right. He's done peeing. He's like, you're like, oh, fucking gosh. And like, he starts running at you with his erect penis. Are you going to fight him? I'm knocking him out. Wow. You're, you're powerful. I guess I have problems. Absolutely. Abs- no, absolutely. I might even, I've, I've learned a new kick in, in uh, jujitsu. I'm a, I'm a use it. I don't believe. <laughs> I'm a use it. It's a front, it's a front kick. It might, I might kick him in his chest so hard. I don't believe <laughs> If he's running full force, go, woo. I'm kicking him in his chest, fam. It's a wrap. I'm kicking him. I just learned a front kick in jujitsu. Oh. Shout out to Girls Gym, man. Girls Gym Jiu Jitsu. Um, they do they teach young girls and 
and co-ed couples how to like practice on self-defense and stuff like that so it's a okay it's a it's a dope place man but i'm i'm all right he dodged the kick on the inside go hey i've been learning hey i've been learning i've been learning how to uppercut i've been learning how to uppercut drop that shoulder and hey i'm i'm putting him in a whole new vibration fam he gonna be asleep i'll just i'm just gonna tell you that he gonna be asleep i'm gonna tell you right now if I was out and about and I was on a date and a houseless person <laughs> took off their clothes and chased me penis <laughs> out, I would fight that now. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, I'm not gonna fight you. Even on a date, what if he what like, if he ran towards your chick? What you doing? I You can't fight him, he's got his dick out. Well, his hands ain't gonna be active, that's free face. Woo damn. I'm super sorry. Uh, we probably got demonetized <laughs> because hey, I, I don't know if it's true. I got to Google this. At the very first, like, nine to ten minutes, you if you cuss or not demonetized, it won't go in, like, an algorithm or some, or some, or some whatchamacallit or whatever. But we kind of, five minutes of this podcast will not make it to the light of day. We <laughs> heavy shit, y'all. But, uh, <laughs> we definitely cutting that out. Maybe we get a Patreon and y'all start paying us to be here more. We man. just let you know what we was talking about. It was some real shit. But 2022 for me, man. Yeah, how's it been for Robert? Ooh. Can I can I say it? Go ahead. No, no, no. I'm going to oh, let you say whoa, it. Whoa, whoa. Go ahead. It's been refreshing. Oh, refreshing. Okay. Um, he got the demon on his shoulder talking about it's been refreshing. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can we get much higher? Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. I don't, I don't want to say it's a demon. Hmm. Definitely not. But I would say that I've really been, like, I've always tried to lean into who I was. Mm. But the last four months out of the year, like when we started getting close in our relationship is like when I really started like to crush the tin foil and put the tin foil over the macaroni and cheese and you put that shit up in the in the fucking oven and you let it slow fucking cook. Uh oh. That's how fuck like let that shit so it don't dry out, right? Exactly. And then where I'm at is like that first scoop in the macaroni and cheese and you pull it out and it's cheese and you're like, God damn, I did that. And I think that's from that. me just really like this person asked me, "Why do you why do you call yourself a certified lover boy?" <laughs> and I answered to that person, "I was, or actually, hold on, we gonna keep that certified lover boy." When we were playing the voting game for New Year's, right? Yeah. Now, one of my friends is booed up. I'm not gonna call him out. That's his business. He'll eventually be on the show. He'll call himself out, but. If he wasn't booed up with a girl, it would have been a tie between Jay and me. Because in the voting game, y'all picked who's who, uh, who's easiest to fall in love, right? And initially, I got upset because I'm like, it wasn't fair because Jordan, I mean, fuck, I said his name. He's with his girl. And I'm like, all right, cool, whatever. But me and him really are tying for that. We were like first place for that. Bro, don't even cap. Don't even cap. Don't <laughs> even cap. We and him were tied. But why I said that was oh. beneficial is because the same answer I gave to that that gal. I'm a certified lover boys because out the fucking womb, first grade, I was giving girls flowers and like I was being mm. like the light skinned Drake before everyone was like Thought that shot that shit was cool. Yeah. Like I was I got girls extra special Valentine's Day. Like I put my hard money, not simping, but like, oh, this is how you make me feel. And I had no problem doing that. Mm. And I think I was the opposite. Tell me more about that. No, no, keep going. It's about you right now. And I would just say for me, I just learned to uh it's okay. Like it's a balance. A balance of doing that and unapologetically doing that. Where I'm like, you have my time right now and I appreciate Mm. that. And I just really feel like I'm supposed to be the man I am today right now. A certified lover boy. And what that means to me is not the Drake album. It means I love hard. When I give love, I, it's it's free. It's my superpower. And just like Tuxedo Mask did the Sailor Moon, taping these women 
out the door, leaving roses. <laughs> Who that? Tuxedo mask, man. <laughs> but, but no. Oh, it's funny. Um, I don't know. I don't know what you would call me in that in that sense of like how I love, right? Like, mm-hmm. I think I'm just like I get in too deep, right? Like, I'm. I, I I'm all I'm all in. I jump in the deep end. I'm the uh, deep sea diver. If you put it in a way, I don't know. I don't really know how to describe it. Like, like I go above and beyond in in certain matters, but uh, it's always to that one person. Like I'm not like the person I'm interested with. I'll go like above and beyond just because that's just how I am. That's how I was raised, and so like I tend to do more than I should sometimes, maybe. But I don't know. It's I, they call me like big heart, like I got a big heart. So that's like you're a certified lover boy yourself. Just I don't, I don't know how to. I mean, if that's what it is, that's what it is. I don't know. Like I've only dated seriously like two chicks. Like seriously, yeah. Mine is a very limited number too. Because you know why? Because you take that shit seriously. Oh man, sure, 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 seriously. I feel like yeah, my I, I got tons of situationships, all that shit, but like. When it comes to relationships, nah. Now you got me. You got me, girl. Like, I'm all about you. Yeah. Um, And that actually kind of brings us to our very first topic is <clears throat> we start the year off with one of my very first crushes. And let me see if I can pull this up appropriately. You, you like all, you know, you, these transitions. He said my very first crush. My very well, no. Well, I was saving my very first celebrity crush. Say, oh, see, I found it. You see that? You see that? This, yeah, December nineteenth, exposed on camera. Yeah, December. Yeah, you said January. I'm, but I knew you said. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You see, I want to talk about this. You see this? That was that was a while ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That you, was a while. You still want to talk about this? Not this episode. We can. Okay, yeah. Anywho, I'm sending. Uh, I definitely sent this because we talked about it, right? So, um, one of my very first celebrity crushes, mm. her name, and oof, if she's oof, still available, she like a bowl of honey nut Cheerios. <laughs> That's it. Shout out to uh, KG. He gave me the material. Lala Anthony. A bowl um, of honey nut Cheerios. That's it, bro. That's whack. I, I don't. I don't mind being a step parent. <laughs> according according to her son, she ain't no other person that's coming in their life. Mm. So I bring this up is because um unfortunately, um, as a person who loves love and wants people to work things out, you know, for them to be genuinely happily, uh happily happy, Sierra, not Sierra, Lala and Carmelo Anthony aren't together. And I'm fortunate. I know they tried to make it work, but this was she shared on Instagram her very first time <clears throat> being by herself. She was with her son, and this is what she posted. And I thought that was very um, integral for us to talk about. She said, <clears throat> Lala said, I brought in the New Year's a little different this year. I kept things calm, which is not my usual at all self. But instead of being down about it, I had to remind myself about that's exactly what I needed. Time to myself and time with me and Kion. Uh, Kion. Kyron? Kion? No, it's Kion. Like Kyron? Kion. I, I, I'm fine with that. Just to reflect, to be grateful <laughs> for all the blessings in our lives. We wrote down some goals and manifestations for 2022. So cheers to that. Wishing everyone an amazing New Year's uh, with love, more blessings, good health, and most of all, happiness. Uh, love y'all so much. Emojis, emojis, emojis. And this is where, uh, this is the part I really want to key in on. Key in on. She says, P.S. I saw what you did for Sierra. In quotations. I mean, I was around for that. And what you did for Issa and Molly from Insecure. So, you know the rest. <clears throat> so, um, to explain, she's talking about Sierra, her friend, and the Grammy Platinum artist Sierra. She's killing it now and before she's dating Dangerous, Russell Wilson, and how their relationship is pretty solid. A lot of people see them as relationship goals. And then, spoiler alert, um, I only watched one season of it, and that was enough. Insecure, 
Uh, good things happen for Issa at the end of it. Good things happen for Molly at the end of it. And she made the reference of Sierra. And there's this song called like Sierra's Prayer. And a lot of people on social media talk about, oh, I want I want what Sierra has. I I wonder what Sierra prayed for to get mm. him. And yeah. <clears throat> I thought that was pretty. I wanted for us to kind of talk about Sierra's prayer and how. How does that work? I, uh, it's such a like a double edged sword, right? Like, I think I've said this before. Like, a lot of women and a lot of men want that, mm-hmm. right? They want they want the Russell Russell Wilson. Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to say the wrong yeah. one. <laughs> I was about to say the wrong one. They want the Russell Wilson and and Sierra the package, but they're not willing to put in. The Russell Wilson Sierra package work, right? Like they look perfect on camera. They mm. look, but you know they've been through some stuff. They went through some stuff in the beginning, especially with the future son. I the whole concept, right? Like, yeah, that's tough as a stepfather to come into a situation and and have to realize like, oh, he actually gave me full custody to take over his child, mm. right? Like, in little stuff like that, like people aren't willing to really put in and in indulge in the work of like trying to make things work sticking to the plan right they both say they're god-fearing people they go to church and pray and mm. all this other stuff and you know nowadays we talk the talk but we don't walk the walk right and it's yeah. if you're not satisfied within a year or a month or two months it's who can I find that's going to satisfy me? And I, and I think I've said it a lot is like a lot of women nowadays want the guy with the money and who's already established and want this and want that. And a lot of men are the same way. Like they want the girl with the money and this or that or established or some sense of something. And it's like, like just like Sierra, she had to go through trials and tribulations to find her, her, her Wilson, right? Like you're going to have to go through trials and tribulations to find your person. And I think that is a part of her prayer and what she talked about, how she continues to pray mm-hmm. that it will work and continue to work. So my whole thought is like, man, like <clears throat> every relationship is not going to be perfect. It might look perfect on paper, but there's always something in the background mm-hmm. and you just have to continue to work and continue to pray and, and say like, how are we going to stick it out through tough times? And I think you'll have your, your Russell and Sierra moments like, yeah. I I agree. I agree heavily with that. And I just want to take one point from that is <clears throat> the when you were just talking about what they had to go through, that individual aspect where mm-hmm. <clears throat> by no means am I condemning la la whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> um but I think it's very ironic when and this is just the feeling that I have where people are afraid to be alone. Mm-hmm. And, like, she has, a you know, a child, and, you know, she's, um, from what I see in view, she's a great mother involved in, like, what it takes and what, what I want to bring towards people and keep bringing, <clears throat> bringing this up is what you do, and this is actually a, a quote that I'm trying to, like, really get going, where, like, we outsource internal issues to external problems oh shit where the reason why i say that is she reminisced oh i saw what you did for sierra sierra's prayer i saw what you did for these tv characters right where once again i have to say this in context i'm speculating i don't know if she's truly been alone if she has situationships but like i'm just from my lived experience in life i know a lot of people where they they miss one of their ten thousand matches and i'll Eventually, I have to explain that to the people why I say you're perfect matches. You have 10,000 opportunities. It it didn't work with Mello. And, you know, the first thing you, we do is we reach out for that, you know, rebound or that backboard. Yep. And, Lala, what can you do? And this kind of leads into the difference between being ready and are you worthy? And that's the thing I would mm. ask her. Do you feel worthy that you can be enough for anyone because it seems like you went through a lot of shit. Everyone wants to be, everyone wants to get to the point where I'm ready for this. Where I'm like, mm, you can be ready, but you can't, but you may not feel worthy of the mm-hmm. opportunity. 
Yeah, we had that conversation the other night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think you you bring a valid point of aloneness, and people don't recognize like even in relationship, you still got to learn how to be alone. You still got to learn how to recognize the change within yourself because you're ultimately changing. Like through the process every day of being with somebody, you're changing. So you have to recognize you're alone some in this process and people are scared of it like and i think that is i think society right now they would rather force something than to be content with what they have for themselves so that they can be ready for something better oh no you you speak in the gospel because i can only speak on the times where i'm an extrovert introvert so like i get my energy uh from like when you when not kicking with y'all or people pop up Mm -hmm. but as you saw, like once I get into my little nook, like, like I'm there, <laughs> like I'm cool, yeah. mm-hmm. and I came in front. I I believe there are a few times, even last year, where I was just kind of like, "What's my purpose? Who's mm-hmm. my purpose? Who's this? Who's oh. my Roxanne? You know, I'm Maximilian. Like, who's 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 that?" And I think this is the work that people like you were bringing up are afraid to look in that motherfucking mirror. I look ugly, not like <laughs> I'm handsome, <laughs> get that. But I'm talking about my behaviors are ugly. Mm. I'm pouting, and that's what I feel like. We talk about that work. That's why we respect Russell Wilson. And I actually want to pivot, too, as well. And I don't want to make this a female versus male thing. And I don't think people are ready for, you know, a Russell Wilson type of a guy anyway. I feel like a lot of those guys – uh, get overlooked (laughs) um but the reason why i bring that up is we call that we call that guy a square back in the day Mm -hmm. but he's stable and the option after we told you them niggas we i told you see i told you that girl and that's why i'm kind of like man can you i realize that i messed up situations in my past, because I was doing dumbass shit, and that's what you get in from being alone and realizing, like, oh, I fucked up that situation. And I was being a dickhead, yep. And I just sat and was still with myself, so I can learn better tools. But that's where I'm like, that's where I was picking from where you're coming out. Where I'm like, that's that word that 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 that's what I want us to you know get into the mush with. Yeah, how can you, how can you divulge with yourself things that you are trying to divulge in other people? Like, stop taking it out on other people when there's the work that you need to do for yourself inside yourself. Like, and it's crazy that we say that. Like, going through what I went through last year and just like trying to learn that for myself. And you talked about like, <laughs> like the pouting sense, right? Like. Mm-hmm. As a kid, you recognize, you know you're pouting, right? Like, you're throwing a tantrum, you're throwing shit, kicking, screaming, pounding the floor. Like, there's clear signs that this kid is pouting. As an adult, you don't do those things. You do other things to show that you're pouting, Ooh. right? And it's not, it's not the same old kid stuff. But when you look at it and you take a deep breath and you stand back, you're like, damn. Like, it hit me when you said it. Like, a nigga out here pouting, bro. Like, and he's pouting in a different way. Like, it might not be... You might be running rampant in the streets. Where the bitches at? Right. Let's and, get a drink. Or at the bar every night, mm-hmm. popping it, meeting another female or male every night because you feel like you need to. That's a form of pouting. Oh. Right? Ugh. Like, that's, and that's what you, that's what some people don't recognize. And it's like, how can you just escape and be on your own and learn? And really try and grow from what you went through in that process. And I'm going to tell you, it's about the people you are with. Absolutely. And the people I am with, <laughs> Giles to Jay Lat, we have that relationship where they're going to keep it a being with me. I got the, you know, with with JM, I got the relationship where, you know, he's going to keep it a being with me. I got AJ, he's going to keep it a being with me. And... What the thing is, people say, oh, I want friends that going to, you know, keep it real with me. 
what happens when keeping it real, like Dave Chappelle said, go wrong, and they'd be like, Rob, what the fuck? I don't know how many times I've had those guys in my life tell me what the fuck. And those conversations of what the fuck is going on are the conversations you are missing. And if mm. you have friends or not even just friends, mentors, people that can't really turn that mirror and be like, this is what you look like. And then we can talk about acceptance of who you are and all this stuff for a different day. But like, taste about the motherfucking work. That's the shit. That's the shit I'm talking about. The work. Uh, so work. it's cool. Once again, bringing it back to what Lala is like, I hope she's truly because she's a, um, a boss chick, um, not just a boss chick. She's a dope human. She's an entrepreneur. And a lot of people look up to her. I just hope that she also is doing the work where it's kind of like, I know that she's can be so much whatever. And like, I know that man that she deserves is going to come, but it's almost like in Bruce almighty, even though this has nothing to do with, you know, there's Morgan Freeman. Okay. Morgan Freeman's God. Okay. I was playing. Sorry. Sorry. God. Uh, but he said that, Everyone prays for their blessings, but you have to work towards your blessings. And, and that's, I mean, they talk about that in the Bible too, especially if you, you're a churchgoer or whatever. <clears throat> they talk about that, right? Like, God going to give you the blessing, but you still got to put the work in. And it, I mean, that comes across with everything, right? Like, even if you, like, it just, it's everything, man. And it's, it's nothing is just given anymore. And I think we, we're losing track of that. And nowadays, in thinking that everything is just going to be given, I think it's just given. There's always something attached to it. Even for those people, those women out there who make money off of people giving them stuff, there's something that's supposed to be given in return. Mm-hmm. And I think men the same way, right? Men out there who make all this money doing stuff or this baller, that there's something in return in order for them to get that. So you got to recognize that. Like, there's always, there's nothing that's just given. Nothing is just free. They call them blood diamonds. I'm going to call them soul diamonds. Soul diamonds. And if you don't ain't a Christian, you soul is energy diamonds. Yeah. All I'm saying is nothing in this world is free and you are giving and losing something. And I'm curious, are you familiar with Fresh and Fit? I don't think so. Okay. I think I might save it for a different pie. All right. But, um... We have uh, someone else. Uh, I thought you had two for him. The, oh, yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Oh, okay. You, you want to um, do AB? Huh? You want to do AB? Or what do you got? Oh, you want to do that? Oh, we can see. Yeah, that's fine. And then we finish with AB? We'll see. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh, someone had posted this uh, the other day. And uh, it's like a, what would you call it? Not a meme, but like just a post that highlighted um, a guy and a girl wrote on it. It says, too many men are used to seeing their moms do all, do it all and think that their women should too. And so my question to you, Rob, what do you feel about this? And do you feel like it is true? Ah, I feel attacked. Ah. Uh, shout out to... Uh no, that's TDE. But I was like, I was like, I was like, my mom has the initials of Top Dog Entertainment. But uh, uh, <laughs> TDG. I think that's fine. Shout out to TDG, TDG. Um, my mom's and that just say that one more time. Uh, for the for, for the fans, for the fans. So it, the quote or the the saying is: Too many men are used to seeing their moms do all the work or do it all, and think that their women should too. What do you feel? How do you feel about that? And what do you think? <laughs> Damn, I'm put on the spot. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Um, I agree with that. And I would say mm. <laughs> that's what I do when I look for a woman because um, there's a caveat to it where I will speak to the latter half of like growing and breaking that mold. But from the beginning, uh, my mom was fucking super woman, Wonder Woman, fucking hot girl. Um, I'm trying to think of all the badass girls. What's the girl from uh, Game of Thrones with the dragons? I don't know. Cersei or uh, my mom was Lisa Leslie. Like she, let me, I'm gonna put y'all on game with my mom's real quick. She would work a seven p.m. to seven a.m. 
of our shift. 12 hour shift. Be home. Wake us all up. Be at every parent to your conference. Drive down from after no sleep to like deliver a mini fridge when we're like, you don't have to do that. We'll, you know, my mom was there for motherfucking everything mm. and working on limited sleep. Now, Shout out moms, man. Shout out moms. Now, we, as I got older, I can't control that woman. She's going to do what she wants. But like, my mom literally like had invested in her children. And like, I was had the ability to see that from behind the scenes. So I'm kind of like, oh, I don't have to have a person exactly like my mom. Mm. But that energy, I felt yeah. that. Yeah. I'm kind of like, if a chick ain't giving me that kind of energy, mm-hmm. I don't want that. Interesting. But. um, So I have to agree and disagree. And I think for me, it starts systematically. Um, We live in a society where there's not a lot of men in the household. And I think that's where it starts from. Because there are men in some households who take care of the the brunt of a lot of the things that we say they don't do, but <clears throat> there it's, it's very disproportionate. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And so systematically it's, it's, it's given us this head on run in with moms doing 90% of the work. Right. And does that make me feel a certain type of way? <clears throat> so to speak, do I look for that in my woman? Like you said, a piece of it, but I'm also on the flip side of that. Because I've seen my mom work so hard, I don't want my woman to work that hard, but I want her to share that energy with me, if that makes sense. So, like, if my woman's going to go 110, I got to come 110. I can't let my woman outwork me. And I think that is my mentality because I've seen my mom work so hard. I have to carry on her energy, but I also got to find somebody that's going to also carry on that energy too as well. So I have to agree to disagree. So like, I mean, you know, there are, there are some men, I must say that expect their woman to do it all. And I wouldn't call them men. I would call them boys. Mm -hmm. Those aren't men. And if you know men, the difference, men won't allow their women to do it all for them. Men are going to be leading in the front, not in the back. And there's nothing wrong with allowing a woman to lead. There's nothing wrong with women making more money than men. There's nothing wrong with that. Like, I, that's, I'm not saying that. Mm-hmm. But if you're a man of a household and you're, you're not letting your woman lead the charge, if somebody breaking into a house, you're not letting your woman run to the front door to go take care of the business. Hey, it's just 2022. Man, I, I don't. Equity. I, don't, I get it. I get it, but at the end of the day, like the quote is saying, if I'm gone, I want my woman to take care of the household. Mm-hmm. So that's, and that's my mentality is like, like we can't, like, yes, I, I so like there's pieces of it that I agree with, yes, but I, I don't think that's every man. I, I think there's a few men, but I wouldn't call them men, I would call them boys. And that's, so. and that's what I had to, truly, uh, what I had to, learn myself too, where like I didn't take it from that, you know, part two of like, cause I wanted to initially, like when I was, you know, 18, 19, 20, I was kind of like, you know, got to have a chick that has that mom's energy where like part two of like growing up where I don't want everything to be just like my, like my mom's in a way of like, you were just eloquently saying like sharing responsibility. Like when you live in a household, it's not about for me, it's not about like 50, 50. It's about, like you said, matching energy where I'm like, I want a person that's going to match my energy and where I, I forget which uh, book this is in where it's kind of like, Oh, the, Oh, I was going to talk about like types of relationships, but like, I want to make sure like I say that like correctly. So I'll make sure I bring that book next time. Uh, we, this comes up, but like interdependency, mm. that's what I want to bring mm. to the fold where I will, if we're, I will see what you said and raise it to being interdependent. And I feel like the it's, you know, still like, like we're saying different things, but like we're in the same like tribe of what, what we're trying yeah. to do. We're like me personally. Now I think once I hit like 24, 
25, I think I shifted my thought to being like, yeah, don't want to see my chick work, but I actually don't want a trophy wife. But I do want her to feel like she can spearhead something in the household. Yeah, And she can see that I'm a dude who's not going to be pressed that she's leading. But I also do want to, you know, lead myself. And I really want to, like, have a partner and we're interdependent with each other where she can do her thing, I can do my thing. And we're thinking about each other where I'm dependent on your choices, and I'm going to say this again, I'm dependent on your choices because I'm giving you, I'm giving you my trust, mm. but that doesn't mean I'm dependent or I'm going to be waiting because I still have that independency that I have. Mm-hmm. It's like the whole line of I want you, but I don't need you, but I'm not going to be so much of a dick to be like, and not bow my head and take the knee and being like, I do want you. I do depend on the choices that you make. But I, but just know I can I can survive and do this without you. But yeah. I'm choosing that I want to be dependent on you. So <clears throat> I want to I want to I, I low key want to flip this question too. Flip it, flip uh, it, mama. I want to I want to flip it because I think it it goes in both directions, right? Yeah, like. Yeah. Because there are single fathers out there raising daughters. And do you feel that if a father is always taking care of its daughter, that's how a woman wants to be treated? So, like... Interesting. So, like, if if I'm... I have a little girl and I buy her everything, give her money for this, do that, do this... And so now when she gets into a relationship, that's the expectation that has been brought because that is what she got from her father. Do you feel that that woman is willing to put in the work to to not only be led, but also lead in pieces? Like, no, I felt like that's bad parenting. I felt like I did mm. the same thing to my son. We're like, hopefully this stays so long on YouTube. Future children, y'all go, y'all little niggas going out to work. <laughs> I'm gonna tell y'all right now. If we, when your papa get where he's supposed to get going, I want to be able to show them the tools. Where like, if I had you gonna do a shack shack on him? Not even a shack, not even a shack. Because like, I'm gonna leave something for I'm gonna leave stuff for him, like you know things like that. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of like when I write my will, like I'm gonna know my kids. Where I'm like, you mm-hmm. ain't getting this. Or I hope I've instilled the values in them where it's kind of like, I didn't, I got this stuff on my own, but I didn't do this by myself. We're like, I don't do this, you know, podcast by myself. Like when we do the pie chart and more of the money comes in, nigga, yeah, Bob Gill, I'm like, like, bro, I've been stressing, let me just, but it would be very disrespectful for me of my mom and then of the team that I've created, right? Be like, no, this is 100% me. No, nah, my mom didn't teach me to think like that. Yeah. My mom taught me to be like, how do you run a system? Mm-hmm. And if you don't know how to run a system, you're not going to be able to know how to run a relationship. And a system is clearly, how can I teach this human to be self-sufficient? If this, if my daughter thinks Damn. or my niece thinks that, yeah, I'm going to be there for you and you ain't going to do no work. No, 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 no. You, why are you being dependent on a man? You got to be dependent upon... You. Yeah. I think that's real. And I think I think a lot of women a lot of men too. Like it's it's crazy that you see it. Like grown men depending on their women to use their car and to do this and do that and do whatever you need to to do. I don't look down upon that if there's not a plan. And I think a lot of them are satisfied with not having a plan. Because their woman is doing it for them. And I, I think, it, and it goes in both directions too. Like the women do that too. Mm-hmm. And so I think in society we have to change, change the narrative and change the way you raise your kids to be willing to put in the work. Again, we go back to the, our topic, right? Putting in the work, putting in the work physically, mentally, and emotionally to get better, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. to get better. 
like and do better and 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 lead or be led or you know that takes work yeah so actually that that's actually a hell of a segue to about a person who knows and does a lot of good work um you know he's a super bowl champion right yeah well i have to tip my yeah. bonnet to the most um football proficient person in in this in this oh podcast. okay okay and now yeah, i see yeah. we were, i was like I, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 bro these trends yeah. bro bro i'm coming in hot yeah so definitely so he's like a three time super bowl champ what the f- oh he the steelers yeah a few times on the steelers uh i think he won on the patriots too and maybe he didn't win on the patriots i'm pretty positive he won on the patriots too that and was, uh, and tampa bay Nah, I I'll just say Steelers and Bucks. I remember Super Bowls. He hasn't went on no Patriots. I'm I'm pretty sure. We can look it up. We'll look it up later. But I, I'm pretty positive he went to this he went to the Patriots for one year, two years. And, <gasps> and they won a Super Bowl that year. Fuck you, I think. They played Atlanta. Yeah, they won. <gasps> he was on that squad? Uh, he was on that squad. Oh, fuck you're so fucking right. Um I see it. And and then he was gone and then came mm-hmm. back and Mm-hmm. Played in Tampa Bay and won a championship. I guess four. Bay. I think yeah, four or five, something like that. Yeah, two with the Steelers, one with the Pates, one with the Bucks. Yeah, yeah. damn, I would have lost trivia night. You right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but I think everyone forgets that because that the Patriots had won so many. Cheated? Hmm? Cameras and boxes. That, that too. But deflate the ball. I mean, that's here nor there. That's old news. Whatever. I'm not a Patriots fan. Mm. I I don't. That's you know. Whatever. I, we can't change history. Yes, so. you can. How? You can put a C in front of those championships. I mean, they're Americans' team. You really think they're going to do that? I can't believe I'm saying this. Tom Brady. Now, I will say this. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady showed me last year that he is one of, if aliens came, they were like, we want your top five athletes He's alive. Gone. We got to pick. Tom Brady, Serena, Kevin Durant, LeBron, Michael Phelps, Michael Phelps. Uh, yeah. What's her name on oh, the gymnastics team? Oh, uh, Simone Biles. That's four. Who be our fifth? Man, it can't be, bro. He, we can't have no powder on for, for <laughs> the end of the world. Who else? I don't even think I don't even know what sport NASCAR. Pete but. Weber. Look at that. The bowling master. I don't know who that I don't is. Know, I just try. Oh, uh, Tom Nichols golf. Oh, yeah. Prime or Tiger. Prime Tiger. Or, yeah, or Prime Before Tiger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even though he came back and won a few championships. That is goatish. That is goatish. And uh, I think he did pretty well with his son, who's in like eighth grade in this last little championship thing that they did. All right. So, we bring up AB. Bring up AB. Would yeah. you like to tell people what AB did, even though this is going to come out in like two to three weeks? Uh, Refresh their memories. So, AB, football player, played for Tampa Bay. Um, The incident happened where he supposedly told the coach he was hurt. They played him in the first half. He said he couldn't go. Um, but they still wanted him to play in the second half. He said he couldn't go, and so the the coach had called him out of his name, and so he was like, "You're not even a patriot, or or you're not a uh, you're not a buccaneer." And so he took his shoulder pads and helmet off and jersey and stormed off the field during the middle of the game and like waved to the crowd, and then he ended up catching an Uber, uh, leaving the stadium. I can't remember what stadium they were at. Uh, no, up- New York, New York. Yeah, catching his MetLife Stadium, New York. Yep, and catching a, a uh, catching an Uber to the airport and and flying to LA. I think it was, um, but so it was just like a whole big thing um, about like just AP AB's attitude and mentality and just where he was and then people calling him crazy and and this and that. So. Your opinion on AB as a whole, as a whole human. That's why I wanted to bring this up because we talk about self-worth. That's one mm. of our big things on this potty cast. It's not show. And we talk about mental health. And 
this is relevant for us in the show because how many times have you thought with like working with somebody maybe at your job or like like what's the borderline between someone actually being a dick or someone actually having a mental health thing have you ever wondered that yeah or like you think someone is milking some shit They'd be like, oh, I got anxiety. And then they'd be like, you like this motherfucker just don't want to go to work. You know, it's it's a two-way street with that. I, I have I have to say, dealing with a relative who had mental health mm-hmm. stuff and living with him and going through what I went through and experienced, like, it's like oh man there's it's like two way it's really a two way street cuz some people play the card especially i think nowadays the youth play the card a lot oh we um, talking about it today the youth i think uh, i think a lot of youth play the card um but they really don't understand what true anxiety is and true like a mental disability is yeah um but they they play the card like uh, I'll give an example like today I was working at a, the middle school today and two girls were supposed to be giving a presentation and one of them was like I can't I have an anxiety I'm having an anxiety attack I can't give a presentation and in my head I'm like that's not anxiety that's just nerves that's nervousness that means that means you're nervous they ended up doing the presentation and killed the presentation but it was like I thought you had anxiety dude not even do that and again i don't know true mental health i can't speak on and say like i know mental health this and that but what i can say is that i think a lot of people get their mental health construed with just regular emotional feelings and not the deeper emotions of like anxiety or um depression or all that like there's there's other there's i don't know yeah i'm just gonna stop there no, you, yeah. There's something I can't say, but like you're on a really good route, and I want to use A B as our patient for today. Where do you think if A A B didn't have a history of some of the things that he did, mm. do you think his claims of his ankle and how you know the you know the Bucks and the pa- not Patriots the Bucks and the Buccaneers treated him? Do you think that would have hit differently? So if A B had a regular career, and yeah, absolutely, like he was a superstar, he was a Tom Brady, and all of a sudden this happened. Mm-hmm. Oh, abs- it's definitely hitting di- different. And that's why I want to bring that up because obviously uh, there was a point. I do have to mention football is a very dangerous sport, and there's a point where a lot of people like really go on and say like you know he's dealing with CTE and things like that. We're like, we've got enough footage of AB just doing some wild shit. Yeah. For what what should be in a DSM five that should be a, a mental health disorder is attention. But also, <laughs> this is where like I think right. I don't know if that was our conversation we had. I had a conversation with somebody about AB, and people don't know what he grew up in. People don't know his Educate us. childhood childhood life is. I don't know it. Okay, okay. I can't I can't give an education education, but maybe it's bigger than mental illness. Maybe it's more with trauma and how is his ex- expression of how he expresses himself. Right, like mm-hmm. when you, especially if you come from a place where you're not used to having money. Right. Okay. Okay. Ooh, and. Like- and you begin to perceive and receive money and accolades and all this, sometimes you don't know how to act. And there's a lot of people who've ruined their fame because they do not know how to act when they get money, right? Yeah. And maybe he cu- he's cut from that cloth, I must say, where he doesn't know mm-hmm. how to present himself in a manner that's more positive. So... And here's my thing that I, here's my thing I will kick to you, right? Here's the thing I will kick to you. Where do we draw the line between responsibility mm. and understanding? And that's what this ultimately leads up to. Yes, absolutely. Be- because by all means, as you know, you you know what I do. Mm. I always meet people where they're at. But how many times between 
I'm gonna, I'm gonna piss on your car. God, major depressing. And you're kind of like, all right, one, two. You keep pissing on my car. All right. And the reason why I bring that up is like that line doesn't exist right now, currently. In the mental health professional world, where like obviously we have to, you know, assess and examine all different people. And out in the world where like people just, oh, this guy's bad because he's a narcissist. Y'all haven't met no narcissist. I'm going to tell you right now in my career, there's maybe like one client that I've ever dealt with. Where I'm like, oh, this motherfucker is a fucking narcissist. Like, and what y'all think is narcissist versus what I was in a session. I was like, whoo, this, have you ever seen like Dr. Eggman or like, <laughs> like just think of the most, I'm trying to think of like a fucking, like, I'm trying to think of, just think of like, not not even mega mind, but it's like this motherfucker was. Uh, you be like, he's like, yeah, like goddamn, mm. like you don't like, and because of the training stuff, I'm just kind of like, oh, I can see this, 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 this story don't make no sense. You yeah. don't know. You don't even know. You don't even know. And I think <clears> the mis- <throat> uh, appropriation of words, like you were saying, like oh, I have anxiety. No, you're nervous because mm-hmm. I believe wholeheartedly that. And there's like on the um, Briggs Meyer test and things like that that you can administer. Like everyone has a normal level of anxiety. Like oh, normal level of anxiety is from like one to three. And I feel like that's different from nerves. Like nerves are nerves, but like you're about to do a test. Like you're gonna you're gonna be nervous and you're gonna be like a two on the anxiety scale. If you didn't study, maybe three. Mm-hmm. And then a gap. And then after three, four, five, six, that's when you're creeping into like, oh, I'm gonna generalize anxiety i'm gonna go see robert like this is impeding me from my day because yeah. i'm deal with those real people and i can see that so and i think that's again that's what people don't understand right like mental health issue impedes on normal activities that's when you know it's a true problem mm-hmm. if you can get up wake up brush your teeth this that the third, whatever you need to do in the morning, go to work, this and that, and good. and then come back and be like, oh, I have anxiety. That's not anxiety. That's not anxiety. Like, anxiety is you waking up in the morning and you don't know if you want to get up out of bed because something might hit you different or you just mm-hmm. don't feel okay or you might think that if I'm late, I'm going to get fired. or just There's just so much that could wrap into it, right? Um but I, I, people just misconstrue definitions. I think, and I think part of that is to Google, right? Like, <laughs> our our best friend Google is a it's a problem, and it's a it's a problem. But it's there's also like pieces of it that are also positive, right? Like you can look up things such as anxiety, but it's not going to give you the f- real thing mm-hmm. of what anxiety really is. It's not mm-hmm. going to give you the feeling or the emotion of like how it really takes you. Yeah. So, and I, I, again, I don't know too much about it. I've done a little bit of research because of stuff that happened in the past, but like we have to, again, I think we go back to the beginning where we started of like knowing yourself, right? Like having this conversation with yourself, you know, when you're off, you know, when you're not in the greatest mood and it might not even be like, depression it might just be like you got low energy today okay that doesn't mean you're depressed it just means you are fatigued maybe or maybe you're you, afraid to be alone you want to be with somebody or that right like it go there's so much that can be attached to it or i didn't eat the right thing yesterday right like which gave me low energy today or i didn't eat at all or only ate once or i've been going hard for two straight weeks and i haven't sat down and it finally hits you because mm-hmm. those things creep up. Those things creep up too. And people don't, people don't understand. Like if you're running, ripping and running every day for two weeks, three weeks straight, eventually you're going to hit a wall and that wall is going to be like, no, nah, you ain't moving today. And that's not depression. And I'm just going to say this off the rip. I think AV is like, it's either he has CTE and I don't know too much about that from that hit. And I, from what I've watched and what I've seen, a lot of his behaviors could attribute to that. But, like, I'm not going to lie. 
I just feel like he's a jackass taking taking advantage of things he can do. And because he's such a prolific athlete, it's almost mm-hmm. like a team would want to take that risk because you're that good, yeah. of course. Yeah. But uh, at the end of the day, I'm – I have no problem saying this. I just feel like uh, he's one of those people taking advantage of mental health. Compare him to Kanye. I I, I agree a thousand percent. What do you mean? What do you agree? Oh, with? oh, compare him to Kanye. Yeah, oh, compare no, him no. to Kanye. So what do you? So if you feel that A P A A B, I say A P A B has a mental uh, crisis going on. I think potentially, but I feel like he's. I think he's more of a dick than anything. Just using and taking advantage, like. Kanye West may have a mental health thing, but he's also still a dick. So again, so it, and this is where you're talking about this line, right? We exactly. Don't, we don't know where the line is drawn. Yeah. You know, we can't tell by the actions, but we also have to be mindful of like, what is some of these things that we talk about, and ultimately that that is the the struggles with the issue, the things with me- mental health right nowadays like of course everyone is of course different everyone yeah. has different capacities in which they learn and move and navigate life and understand and and even in their actions and a lot of it is affected on like how you're raised your chromosomes if you're a hit right or an experience traumatizing experience can impact how you move can bring you anxiety right and there's there's nothing wrong with that, but you have to recognize it within yourself to be able to like change how you move. And, and I just gotta say, just because you have a mental health or diagnosed or self-diagnosed doesn't take away from you working on yourself. Absolutely, I always not. say you are you are a person with these things. You not you don't you not you don't you're not are you not are you're not those things. I am Robert, and I have. Anxiety. It's not I'm with it. No, mm-hmm. it's something about you just like I'm Robert. I am a host. I'm with that. I that's something that I do. It's not all of me. I have yeah, multiple yeah. identities. And it separates you from that. And at least on my end on that, I at least just wanted just to say that and have that on record. Cause you know, I'm pretty sure there's gonna be another situation where we bring this up and maybe you have more of an answer to that. But I would say right now when you're dealing with people or even dealing with yourself, have grace, have patience, mm-hmm. but just know anybody can do that motherfucking work. Don't use your situation to a certain extent. Don't use your mental health to a certain extent. And we're afraid of this word called limitations. When we say limits, everyone takes the negative commentation of it. When you know your limits were like, I know I can gas on this mic for an hour but after hour and a minute, I'm 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 horrible. Yeah. I'm gonna do whatever I can, and I know my limit. And because I know my limit, I know what I can do within that time frame. So knowing your limits is not a bad thing. It's actually a good thing to know where you can, what you, and what you can do. Not yeah. saying your limits don't grow or shrink. Mm-hmm. It's just that awareness. And I think again, it goes back to the word we've been talking about, right? The work, work in the in the, the work and knowing yourself, right? If you know yourself, you know your limits, you know your your bounds, you know what you can and can't do. But again, the work don't stop there, right? Because you're, like you're saying, your limits can change. So like, you know, I might not be able to jump over a building, but if I put in the work to really try and do these things and take pride in that, like eventually I might be able to get there, you know, like, and that just, again, it is, it's just the mental capacity of willing to put in the work, like, and that's in everything you do. That's your job. That's life. That's family. That's every, everything. And without the work, you don't see the reward. And, and at the end of the day, we, we, again, we want to put you in a higher vibration. So it's, it's something that you should take from here is if there's one thing is, Put in the work, man. Keep working. Keep grinding. And it might not be the physical work, but the mental work is, is just as good as the physical work. So, Well, damn. I was, well, I, well, well, well said. You are all worthy. And 
I know you're worthy because you're listening to this track. You're listening to us, and we want to put you on that big track to worthiness. And here at the Play No, Play no Games podcast slash show is we show you your worth in relationships and social situations, and as well, you knowing how much you mean to yourself. Absolutely. So, I think it's going to be a good year for us. I do, too. whole lot of gang shit. Ooh. Uh, gang, gang? Gang. We out. This has been the Play No Games podcast and show. I'm Arthur Dixon. You can follow me, uh, Chef Boyard Dixon. You can also follow me, Embrace Yourself Oregon, on Spotify as well. Tap in, man. Y'all got a question? Y'all got a concern or a comment or whatever you want to say? Like, subscribe, leave that. Say whatever you want to say to us. And we might even talk about it on the show. So come with whatever you want to come with. Um, We want to thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. We out. Peace. You probably wonder if I think of you. Sorry, I'm for the bag right now. Yeah, I'm for the bag right now. Yeah, for the bag that I never had. Yeah, you probably mad right now. Yeah, I got a two piece now. Shit, I think they call them groupies now.